1: network conceive believe achieve shut the
0: fuck up
2: (laughs) you're listening to believe you me with michael the count
0: bisbing and anthony lionheart smith
1: we are doing it i don't know if you're aware of this we're already going we're rolling (laughs) ladies and gentlemen it's done it again my camera keeps muting if occasionally throughout the show today i go dark for a split 2nd and I don't smash up the computer. I will be immediately back. But anyway, how you doing, Anthony?
3: I'm good, man. I'm uh I hosted a dinner party last night and then all day all day today. Uh was at my daughter's first wrestling match, so or wrestling tournament. Dinner parties,
1: dinner parties at the Smith household. I mean, uh sounds very fancy. It was a murder mystery party. I mean, a murder mystery party wow yeah wow people have the audacity to claim that i've gone hollywood which is the stupidest <laughs> thing ever right i am not hosting murder mystery dinner parties at the half mansion <laughs> talk me through it please i want to know
3: well so you uh, you buy these games you can get them online or on like amazon or whatever you buy this game and then it has like certain amount of people like you can do it with eight people 10 people 12 people whatever so we had like i think 14 people and you draw like names and then you draw them previous and then figure out uh what your like what your character is so this one was like set in the 70s so i had these big bell bottom pants and a long leather jacket and a gun holster i was a street cop like a detective that i was like doing detective work on this murder And then you draw to see who's going to be the murderer, but nobody knows like who it actually is. So if you get the one that says you're the murderer, then you have a script in this like on this paper that you have, and then you answer the questions accordingly, whether you're the murderer or not. And at the end, everyone tries to guess who they think the murderer is. And it's just a big reason to get together and hang out, have some drinks. It was like so it's like a real live disco balls. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had disco balls and shit all over my house, and we ate, and it was a lot of fun. But then, nice, it was, nice. A late, it was a late night and then i had the wrestling tournament early
1: this morning so it was a late night for me as well we had a late fight card as i'm sure most people know Derek lewis versus sergey spivak didn't finish till one o'clock in the morning uh and then i drove home so i walked at about five o'clock in the morning oh god that drive home it was terrifying no terrifying have you ever been so tired you're driving mm-hmm. and like I was driving along, it's pitch black, obviously it's like two 30 in the morning. I'm in the middle of the desert. I can, I'm I'm slapping my face. I've got the music on. I've got the bloody uh, AC. on cold. I'm freezing my balls off, but if it gets nice and warm and cozy, I'm going to fall asleep. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. was okay. But anytime it came to a point where like there was a car overtaking me or I had to overtake a car, the fear, I was feeling because I was like so tired. I was like, I don't want to, I was like, it was all in my head. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I've got to pull over. I've got to pull over and take a little nap. And I thought, no, I'll just power through. Got the job done, made it home, walked in, passed out. I feel like shit today though. I feel like shit. I, I must've had 20 coffees throughout that fight night. No water because I don't want to run to the toilet. A Red Bull and then a monster driving home headache city today mate my god far too much caffeine
3: well at least you made it i mean at least you made it through the night those are the worst ones like when when they get announced and you get your call time and the start time you're always so excited that it's not early in the morning and you can sleep in a little bit and you can fuck off and go do your thing you can eat a good a good meal that's not at the apex or at the venue But then when it comes time to actually doing it, you're like, oh, my God, I wish this was earlier because by the end of it, you're just smoked. I love those 10 o'clock start times for the early finals that finish
1: at four o'clock in the afternoon. They're brilliant. Love them. Mm -hmm. I'm home by seven o'clock. Anyway, uh, in that finite, obviously, main event, Sergei Spivak versus Derek Lewis. Sergei Spivak shocked a lot of people last night. And I'm not talking about the fact that he spoke English in his post-fight interview, <laughs> which was <laughs> shocking. Do you know what I mean? I was interviewing him. I'm like, this is weird. Um, I was concerned for Lewis in that fight because I had a feeling that Spivak might have done that. And I'm not saying that I thought Lewis was underestimating him, but I think that maybe he was underestimating him because he was like, I'm just going to, in the fight meetings, he was expecting him to shoot in and catch him with an uppercut like he did Curtis Blades. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to argue with a fighter, but in my mind, I'm like, Sergei doesn't really shoot. He's got to punch his way awkwardly into a clinch. And then once he gets a clinch,
3: you've got a real problem on your hands.
1: Those, those hip throws, those modified hip throws that he does, they are so effective.
3: That's kind of the way you got to wrestle Derek Lewis. The problem is you got to punch into range, which is usually the dangerous part, but it's yeah. not any more dangerous than shooting doubles and zingles and and dipping your head and not seeing where the punches are coming from, but uh, everyone who's kind of upper body wrestled him has been pretty successful. It's just I thought, I thought that he would be more mobile. You know, I thought that he would keep his back off the fence. That, I mean, that's you can go back and look at all Derek's fights and you can pinpoint the problem. He just hasn't fixed it yet. It's mm, he backs yep. himself to the cage. He doesn't really defend punches. He kind of just gets out of the way. Derek's not the. He's either going to throw when you throw or he's going to just get out of the way. Uh, neither one of those things are, are kind of conducive to being able to defend takedowns or clinches or even really counter effectively. Of course, he's got the power where he can just rip a hammer and he can punch his way through shit. But as far as, you know, he's not got like some really dynamic Stipe Miocic type of defense where his hands are high, slipping and punches and ripping and counters. Mm, it's just not mm. his style.
1: No, it really isn't. And like... <laughs> You know, against Sergei Pavlovich, you know, he was he went forward, you know, and again Pavlovich, that's, just a, that's a 50-50 firefight with them too. And he came up short on that one against Spivak. He's got to work on the ground game. Now, I don't expect him to be, you know, because Dana said at the post-fight press conference, we love Derek. Everybody loves Derek. Come on, he's a solid guy. He's hilarious. He shows up. He's definitely a kill or be killed type of guy. You know what I mean? And, and we love those type of people in the octagon. However, struggled with... It's, it's. I mean, okay, he's been clipped a few times, and two of us are caught him with the elbows. Pavlovich caught him with a giant punch. Spivak tapped him out last night. But um, you need—I'd like to see a little bit of evolution. I'm not talking about completely changing his style because that's what got him to the dance. But you know, and I'm not expecting him to become a bloody high-level black belt and doing helicopter arm bars anytime soon. But a, a better defense on the ground and an ability to get back to the feet and maybe work to guard more and things like that. But I don't want to kick a man while he's down. He, w- he was devastated last night. Absolutely devastated. Probably a little bit embarrassed as well. You know what I mean? Because that's part of it. You know, when all these people talk shit, when fighters lose fights, there it is. There's a camera popping off again. If anybody knows where stream you are, just automatically decides to cancel my camera for a second. Shoot is a are- goddamn question. Where was I? Yeah. <laughs> He was a bit embarrassed as well. So I don't want to kick a man while he's down, but we're not saying anything that he
3: doesn't know. No, no, I don't think I I think evolution is the perfect way of putting it, Mike. It, it's it's not changing his game. You gotta add to it. And the the worst thing that you can be in the UFC, especially at the highest level, is predictable. If people yeah. can 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 predict what you're gonna do, they can it doesn't matter how dangerous you are. You it doesn't matter how good you are at jiu-jitsu Damian Maya I have so much respect for him and his style and his game but you knew exactly what he was going to do so guys like Colby guys like Tyron guys like Gilbert Burns the the you know the the cream of the crop those guys are going to be able to prepare for the even if you're the best in the world at it you're predictable so if you can if you can figure out the 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 path you can figure out a way around it and that's kind of where Derek is at right now I think he's predictable people know exactly what he's going to do they know exactly what he's not going to do um and, and, and I think that's just what it is. If he can add to it and be a little bit, you know, be, bring some surprises to the game, maybe back down on the level of competition just a little bit to get his mojo back. Um, yeah. I love me. Some I mean, I mean,
1: I mean, I think that that's what he thought in his mind. He was probably doing. However, when you look at Spivak, <laughs> he's got a strong. habit of doing that to of Arsa, Greg Hardy, Derek Lewis, and there's a few others as well.
3: He's he crazy strong. Too. I was, I was right there ringside when he fought Greg Hardy and, like that's a big man. Man-handled he had him. no problem manhandling him. I mean, that is yeah. a. Sh- yeah. He doesn't look like much, but he is th- just his his physical strength and ability to move a body is is, is second to none. And that. Spivak's
1: had some um, some tough losses. Obviously, Tom Aspen on blue right through him. You know, right. and the, a few of the well, a guy like Tom's going to right to what well, Tom's top of the food chain. I tell you what's yeah. not top of the food chain. My goddamn camera system, <gasps> and that's again, and it's fun. quick. It's not fine. It's what not are you fine. Doing? Wait, I'm doing nothing. Up. Put your hands up. I tell you what, stop it.
2: Six and a half hours later. I mean,
1: look, listen, at the end of the day, it's not good for Lewis. It isn't. And he knows that, you know, we were going to do an interview with him, but he he left the cage before we even got a chance. Obviously, very, very devastated. Sergey Spivak, though, congrats to him. You know, the better man won on the night. He's an absolute beast. He's a big, strong guy. Speaking English now. You know, he's a lovely guy. You know, when, when you speak to him, which is very, very rare, um, because because he's just not much of a talker because he's quiet and he's shy, you know. But when you do the fighter meetings, he will not talk trash at all. Because I'm trying to get it out of him. I'm trying to have a laugh. He will not. He will not tolerate it. He was talking trash to you. He was asking you for the bonus. Oh, that's not talking trash, though. That's that's just trying to get some cash. But you, um, you
3: ever get bothered that people think you have? the say who gets the bonuses <laughs> like, come on Bisman, he, give me the goddamn bonus like,
1: it's he, not me he came over to the thing like when we were still on the broadcast before it even got in the cage Michael Michael bonus give me the bonus I'm like yeah buddy I'll write your check I tell you what we'll make it 60,000 how's that like, because you, you're overdue Sergey. 100% <laughs> there you go have a little drink on me pal uh, but no, he's awesome. He, he, Yeah, he is. He is. Now you get to talk to him and you see the personality a little bit. It's weird because it just endears you to him so much more. All right. I want to tell you about legacy precious metals, which is why I'm holding up this massive five ounce silver coin. Correct. Legacy precious metals, because you might be aware the stock market has taken a hit lately. But while the stock market has plummeted, gold has held its value. Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I trust when investing in gold and silver. They have been super helpful, and their staff is easy to talk to while I have been starting on this journey. And the best part, they can ship metals directly to your door to help you put your metals in a retirement account. Check out, as I said, this massive five-out silver coin, which I ordered. Now, you too can learn if precious metals are correct for you with Legacy Precious Metals' free gold guide that will help answer all your questions, about investing in gold and silver. Click the link or call them at 866 933 As I said, Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I trust. When investing in gold and silver, they have been super helpful and their staff is very easy to talk to. Gold holds its value. Stocks up and down. You want to diversify all of it. You want a bit of real estate if you can. You want a bit of stocks, and you want a bit of precious metals. Legacy precious metals. What else is going on? It turns out the Chinese are spying on the the good old US of A. they got spy balloons, Anthony. Are you aware of this? I, I
3: am aware of this, and I've been – I'm such a – I'm like Brian. I'm like the Wish version of Brian. Like – <laughs> A little bit of, I... yeah I'm a little I... bit of a conspiracy theorist but like not as crazy as Brian so I've been following wow. this Chinese balloon thing and there's this uh this podcast I listen to uh just very infrequently it's more like clips and YouTube shorts but um and he was it was he's a, like a military veteran and he's got this really popular podcast now and he was going off about in my brain I was like well let's just get the balloon and just shoot it down or something it's like no yep. big deal. What I didn't realize is that by shooting it down, it doesn't really matter because they already got all the data, and I didn't know how far it had traveled, like from the Pacific Northwest all the way um, to the southeastern edge of the country, and then a fifteen hundred mile radius, like along the horizon. I just wonder what what are the Chinese? Want? I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, what are they flying around but for? It, it is good that they shut it down, though, because the Chinese are saying that it was
1: just uh, a weather. Uh, uh, they're, they're gathering information and data on the weather, and the mm-hmm. winds just kind of blew it off course, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Across so the they shot it down now, it's in the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. And, and by the way, I was watching Sky News, and they had some meteorologist, some weather expert, and he was talking about the altitudes of where they're at and saying all you got to do if it gets out of control, you change the altitude because this apparently this balloon has the ability to do so. So this this, this expert on the weather was saying that is absolute nonsense, the excuse what they used. And, yeah, they've shot it down. They've got to go get it from – it's about 50 feet down in the Atlantic, apparently. Once they get it, then they can take a look at it, and then they can say, you're full of shit, mm-hmm. or, all right, fair enough. You're just collecting data on the weather. You go into a lot of effort sending a balloon to America to get data on the weather. You know what I mean? Yeah, China have said that they're going to respond have you seen this well, I, World War 3 is on the
3: horizon guys well I didn't be. realize I didn't realize what like what uh
1: we gotta hit we gotta have Brian's take we gotta have Brian's Let's take
3: come on Brian
2: uh all right this isn't that crazy just look into the military experiments with balloons over the past uh 70 years or so and there's some sketchy things in there that's all I'm saying.
1: Well, there's always like sketchy things when it comes to military and china and america and russia and world power struggles yes brian
2: they use them as delivery systems for what for weapons uh and they're very hard to detect because they don't have a, a large radar signature anyway just look
3: into that. yeah right. no you know, okay. don't realize how I don't big of to. a deal cameras were like if it's just a camera it's just recording data like i, I i'm so stupid sometimes like who gives a shit like like is does is that a huge deal but I didn't realize like it flew over every single new nu- every single nuclear plant plant, every power grid, every secure facility like oh that's a problem that's a big problem
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: when I heard it was flying over like all oh, the nuclear facilities, I'm like well, that's very convenient, isn't it? It just happens to be What's out the of control wind because of the weather, but it's going over the nuclear facilities in Montana or wherever they were. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh I knew Brian would have some fun with that, but what we are going to have fun with, cause I don't know much about that stuff. And it's an MMA mm-hmm. podcast. And if you want to know, listen, I, I admit when it comes to that shit, it's not my forte, it's not my wheelhouse. Okay. But we're not a conspiracy balloon podcast. We're an MMA okay. podcast. And right now, the big news is it's massive news and not Derek Lewis losing. We love Derek and, uh, you know, stay positive brother. Can't wait see you back in there, but Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler, tough coaches, tough is back, the Mac is back, Chandler's back. I mean, come on. Epic fight, epic fight. I mean, I've got a lot of things, a lot of opinions, but I'll let you have the first take on today.
3: Well, my number one opinion is I'm so pissed off at Michael Chandler. Why? not telling us? He was sitting right here speaking as if he had no idea what he had coming up next. What a snake. What a little snake in the grass. Oh. Oh, uh, I thought we had a connection. So did I. Me and him were texting after the show. Oh, like we were gonna me. We were gonna connect, and because we're working the desk this weekend in Bristol, uh, if I was getting a Conor McGregor fight and coaching Ultimate Fighter, I'd be telling the desk work the fuck up. He said, "He said, little, little,
1: oh yeah, gosh.
3: for sure, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out of here." But, um, but we, so we were talking about the desk, and he wanted to connect because he'd never done a pay per view before. So we were gonna, you know, I was just gonna like, just kind of talk over the flow of the show, and, um. Try to be a good teammate. Didn't say anything about it then. Not and, a then word. and then once he got it, I text him like, damn, you couldn't you couldn't give us the uh, the lowdown, even behind the scenes. He's ghosted me. He hasn't responded. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's not good at me.
1: responding to messages. I know that because I was texting him galore to come on the show. And he, for the most part, I text him first of all and uh, to ask him. And then after that, he was always the one saying to me, Mike, Mike, podcast, podcast, podcast. And I'd respond and then you just get nothing radio silence. And I'm like, you asked me. So eventually I'd message him again. Nothing. Yeah. And he'd respond and, and he'd go, yeah, sure. Monday? I'm like, yeah, cool. I'd say, 2.30? Nothing. <laughs> That's what he does. That's his move. He's a little tease. Yes, um, well, he's
3: ghosted me. So he went big time already. Well, he's nah. he, he is sure he's Chandler, busy. Let's be honest. I'm sure he's busy.
1: Hey, I tell you what, listen, he, he said he's here for a good time, not a long time. I mean, he's been, as we all know, what a signing for the UFC. But this fight will be ridiculous, and I got to say, you know, there could have been a lot of easier match, a lot of easier matchups for McGregor to come back with. Now, obviously, you could counter that by saying, well, Chandler's very hittable. Chandler's got the kind of fight IQ and the desire to entertain that's going to play into McGregor's hands. Yeah, sure. Granted, fair enough. There's still easier matchups. When I heard about the Tony Ferguson rumor, I thought, "Oh, well, that makes sense." Tony's lost five in a row. You know what I mean? He's with respect, damaged goods. Michael Chandler is always in a war, always exciting. He could choose to wrestle him. He took Dustin Poirier's best shots, went to a decision. He took Gagey's best shot, went to a decision. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's it's not an easy fight for McGregor. Certainly, by the time it comes round, that'll be like two and a half years. Outside of the octagon, when there already had been, you know, a diminishment of the skill, shall we say, timing, getting older, getting heavier, getting bigger, breaking a leg, losing the mojo. It's not an easy fight to come back from.
3: For no, 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 it's not at all, and I, I agree with everything you say. I, I do think, I do think it's interesting how circumstances in this sport change everything. Like, had had Michael Chandler beaten Dustin Poirier, I don't think that this opportunity is there because I think that he's, he's getting himself into the title hunt and he's in a, he's in a pretty,
0: pretty special know.
3: position. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like he, he might've put, he might put himself next in line with a win over Dustin Poirier with the way that division is. You he never did know. He just
1: lose to Oliveira, though, but you're right. You're right. I mean, it's all lift butts
3: and maybes. Right. It's just, it's just wild yeah. how, how it's, Everything, especially with Connor. Everything is so fluid. Like to in order to get that kind of that Connor McGregor red painting night, you gotta almost accidentally find yourself in the right spot at the exact right time. Like when Connor's ready, you need to be ready. When he's ready, your career needs to be in a certain spot, your popularity needs to be in a certain spot, and he needs to feel a certain way about you to essentially choose you, which I what a crazy position to be in. It's almost like that's why he is mentally like he mentally wins those battles because he's the one who holds all the cards. He makes all the decisions. So it, he almost puts himself in the driver's seat a lot of times. And that, and, and his, he, he didn't, and he didn't with the Dustin fight with this, at least the last one, like mm. Dustin gave him the ability to try to get that one back. It wasn't Connor offering him an opportunity.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess they were one piece So the rubber match needed to happen mm-hmm. and the quadrilogy also, but uh, let me ask you a question. And this is not my opinion. Uh, because obviously, you know, I don't speak for the UFC. I haven't spoken to Dana at length. I don't do that. I don't sit down and have dinner and they tell me what they're thinking. Uh, It just occurred to me though, because listen, without question, we all know McGregor's the cash cow. You know what I mean? He generates the most pay-per-views, but he's not going to be around forever. Right? So as a company, and, and then this is just a theory. It's not a theory. It's just a thought that I had as I was driving back home last night bored out of my head trying to not fall asleep. So it could be way off. Uh, but obviously McGregor's not going to be here forever, right? Everyone comes and goes. And the fall from grace, let's be honest, has kind of happened, right? He was a 2 weight division champion. Now he hasn't won as much recently. Granted against very good opposition. No shame in losing to Khabib or Poirier or anyone like that. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're thinking, we're not going to have McGregor for too many more fights. So let's put him in the biggest blockbuster possible because if potentially if they thought he was going to be here for a while, you'd give him an easier fight that maybe wouldn't sell as many pay-per-views to get him back to winning ways and then continue to fight. I mean, he's made all the money. He's done all that stuff, but he loves to fight. So they might be like, well, he's not going to fight many more times because he's got so much money and he's done Mm -hmm. it. He's, he's, He's achieved what he set out to do, but he still loves it. So he's going to come back and fight. So let's put him in against... Chandler because that will do ridiculous numbers because I want to see that fight as a fan. If you love exciting fights, I mean, to be honest, now I will see any Michael Chandler fight. Chandler has delivered. Chandler is a fan favorite him versus McGregor will deliver. I don't know. What do you think to that thought process?
3: I think, I think you're right, but I, I almost wonder if they think even deeper than that. Like let's put him in a super competitive blockbuster fight that's going to do huge numbers. But even if he loses, you don't really lose. Michael Chandler, you know the fight's going to be exciting. It's going to sell big. It's going to, if Michael wins, if Chandler wins, it's going to be an exciting fashion. So you're going to be able to use that marketing and all that material and those highlights to build the next one. I mean, if he, I mean, what do you, you could build him right in, like build Michael Chandler right into another blockbuster fight coming off of a win over Conor McGregor. Look what it did for Dustin Poirier two wins in a row over connor really got dustin over that over that kind of hump into that superstar status where you start talking about dustin versus nate diaz super fights and he put himself he 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 made the connor nate diaz thing into like a trilogy whether it's it's connor nate dustin and and trying to figure out who's going to match up with who maybe maybe it doesn't matter if connor loses and then you can still continue to build that star
1: it doesn't matter if Connor loses. He's one of those guys that, as you say, win or lose, you're still going to watch him. He's still got a loyal mm-hmm. fan base. He's still polarizing. He's still the biggest star. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just some about McGregor. He's got that it factor, you know, and there's probably never going to be anybody like him again. So, I mean, you see it. People's favorite fighters or the biggest stars in sports, even when they dip off there's still going to be major attractions. I mean, look at Mike Tyson. He fell from grace. he He's how old is he now? I don't know how old he is, but him versus John Jones and uh, not John Jones, Roy Jones, Roy Jones. <laughs> yeah. Roy Jones. I don't know what the pay-per-views were, but I'm guarantee a lot of people tuned in and that's him at what? 56, 57 years old or God knows right. what he is. You know, McGregor's got that type of appeal and he always will have win or lose, you know, if he, as long as he chooses to do it. Um, on the ultimate fighter though, you know, they like a bit of controversy. Do you think McGregor will get Chandler? Because Chandler's like such a uh, what's the words I'm looking for because I'm so tired. Uh he's 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 a gentleman. He's not controversial, you know, he's not gonna be using foul language and all the rest of it. Do you think McGregor will be able to pull a little bit of controversy out of Michael Chandler?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah Chandler is a he's a very, very nice guy, but he's also uber competitive. Like crazy competitive, and I think if Connor starts playing the mind games, I think Michael Chandler will just—I think he'll dig his heels right in and play the game. And I don't know who this that. Is, I don't know who that benefits though. It
1: benefits the viewer and the UFC for right? sure. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Top and bottom of it, everyone's loving yeah. that. Because the thing is, when you coach in the Ultimate Fight, there's a lot. There's a lot of little things you know that can cause tension. You know you, you, your uh, the schedules of your training sessions and all the rest of it. You know, and Connor notoriously, pardon the pun, wasn't intended, is late for everything. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they will as, uh, but you got to remember, this isn't just a press conference. This is a TV schedule with a staff of of god knows how many people, a production company filming this. So they're going to have to try and cater it to McGregor's tardiness to use an American term, lateness for the English. They won't know what that means. Well, I didn't know till I moved there anyway. Um, you know, and that might start getting on Chandler's nerves a little bit. You got to remember the schedule of the ultimate fight is really tough because you've got training sessions twice a day, but on those days, let's just say you have a fight announcement on one day, as well as your two training sessions for each team has two training sessions. So you get your fight announcements one day, then the next day, you've got the weigh-ins. The day after that, you've got the fight, as well as the two trainings, four sessions a day for each team. And then it's just rinse and repeat. And when that fight happens, the next day, it's a fight announcement. Then it's the weigh-in. So it's a relentless schedule. You've got to go back and forth to the gym twice a day. Then you've got to go back for the fight announcement, the weigh-ins, and the fight. Then you are got to do what's called the confessionals, you know, those little mm-hmm. parts where they're sitting there talking to the camera and saying what happened. And this guy yeah. pissed me off and blah, 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 blah. They call them How often do you have to do those? Uh, two, three times a week. So for the for the coach, it's a lot of work. Now McGregor knows what he's getting himself into. And I'm sure the UFC and the production company know what they're getting themselves into as well. So I'm assuming some allowances will be made because, you know, uh, he's McGregor and he's going to pull in the viewers. I doubt, I doubt he would have to show up as many times as I did. And even I didn't show up every time either. Yeah. And that was way back in the day.
3: Man, I... I... I've always been like disappointed that I missed the opportunity to do the ultimate fighter that I just, yeah. I tried out for it a couple of times. That never I never say got never. To. I mean, I can still coach it, which would be a lot yeah. of fun. It'd be fun to coach the ultimate fighter someday. Um, I, I Would think you bring it, me on as, as,
1: as an assistant coach for the day?
3: No, for like a week. Oh,
1: I mean, at least a week. I'm, I'm coming in brother.
3: I'm I did go in, in as an assistant for like, like a guest for a day with Stipe. Oh, and nice. it was, it was very uncomfortable it wasn't not i wouldn't say uncomfortable i'm not, I'm not it's weird isn't care. it it's weird like when i just walked you hear in a
1: pin drop
3: yeah it's it, like when i first walked in i just went up and said what's up to Stepe, and then like you know fist bump some of the guys They're like all right anthony can you go out and you can can you come in and do that again i was like well now it's not real this isn't is the first time it's weird now like <laughs> you just made it awkward
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, that's reality TV. And then I rated the equipment. reality TV. <laughs> it is, though. It is, it is. But the light, like, that bit was good. Can you do that bit again? Or right now, we're going to get you all walking in or whatever it is. So it's not scripted or whatever, but you know, there's a format they have to keep. So yeah, I, who would you like to coach against? If you got to be a coach, who would it be against the champ? Of course, you and Yuri Prohaska.
3: That would be fun. Me and Yuri would be fun.
1: Yuri was at the fight last night. Was he, I went to the, yeah, he did, was at the five. Did you, you get some info? No, we had a little chat real mm-hmm. quick. Cause I was, uh, cause I was drinking so much coffee. As I said, I was pissing every two seconds, right? the producers were getting a bit pissed off. Pardon the pun again. Uh, I'm like, I-, I need the toilet. I need, I need a piss. And they're like, Jesus, Mike, it's the main event's about to start. I'm like, I'll be 15 seconds. I will sprint. I will piss and I'll be right back. And they went right, go quick. So I sprint, I'm running. I have a piss. Still wash my hands, of course. You know, my hands are all wet. I come out and who's there trying to come in? It's a tiny little like trailer thing. You know, it's not like a big toilet. It's it's on wheels. Uh, And as I walk out, there's Yuri Pahaska looking dapper in the suit. And he goes to shake my hand. I said, oh, I can't, Yuri. I said, my hands are soaking wet. I've just, I've just had a piss. He says, no, please, still, I don't care. Shake! I'm like, my hands are starting. He's like, I don't care. And I'm like, I fucking love this guy. I'm fucking like, he's like, yes, I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, yeah, fucking awesome. I'm not sure I'd do that. If someone said, I've just washed my hands, they're soaking wet. I'm like, all right, fist bump, fist bump, you know? But yeah, Yuri was there. He's, a, he's, he's bigger than what I thought. He's a pretty big guy.
3: Is he? I've never been around pretty him in big. person. I think it'd be fun to coach against him or, I don't know. I think... I think Blahovich would be fun to to coach against just because he seems like the kind of guy that I could fuck with big time and he wouldn't get all (laughs) flustered and out of sorts. Like I feel like I could prank him like every single day or just constantly jab at him, just fucking with him. And he would laugh it off. Like, I think he would be fun.
1: Blahovich has got a good sense of humor. Yeah. Whereas Yuri, I mean, I don't know him, but from what I see of him, um, he might start
3: it like, seem like that getting
1: a little mad and a little annoyed and like yeah. might show up in your house in the middle of the night with a samurai sword, right? You know, yeah, and try and be- murder you. Yeah,
3: we yeah. don't need that, but probably Blahovich. We'll stick with that.
1: Let's go. Let's go. You and Bl- that would be good. All right, let's just talk about Roan really quick. What is Roan? I hear you say, well, Roan is a men's clothing brand that helps you get ready for any occasion. Okay, they do dress shirts comfortable pants quarter zips and polos you never have to worry about what to wear when you have the roan commuter collection because the commuter collection is the most comfortable breathable and flexible set of products known to man and here is why well mobility is everything rose comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way for your commute to work or for your 18 holes of golf look listen Sometimes you go out and about for the day. You want to go to work. Then afterwards, you might want to play golf. You might want to go to the gym, go for a run, whatever it is. These are perfect for everything, okay? And the quality is fantastic. They very kindly send me some. And they look good. They feel good. They're very comfortable. They stretch well. And, of course, they come with Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. So you will be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Rhone is 100% machine washable. So you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. And They won't shrink which is a big problem if you stick it in the dryer. And the versatility of the Rome commuter pants and what makes them the top pants for being at work and then hurrying off to the gym. Of course, they have next-level mobility. I'm telling you, they sent me some of these. They are so comfortable. They look smart. They look stylish. They're very versatile. Wear them to work, wear them to the gym, you know. So you're sorted for all day long. The commuter pants are light. They are soft. And they keep you feeling like you've been wearing sweatpants all day long, but you're looking as fresh as you. Ever. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash believe, R-H-O-N-E, Roan. Dot com slash believe use the promo code believe you will save twenty percent of your entire order that is twenty percent of your entire order when you head to roan.com/slash believe looking for some versatile clothes don't want to pack a full bag if you're going out for the day you want to go to work you want to go to the gym you want to play golf play football whatever it is that you want to do roan has you covered they got a complete collection but do check out the commuter collection roancom believe twenty percent off your entire order um fedor Emelianenko switching gears final fight last night the farewell party you had half of the ufc and pride roster in, in attendance that was very cool i saw the pictures this morning on instagram when i woke up uh fedor Emelianenko. thoughts on him anthony
3: i mean i don't i don't know if there's anybody that embodies legend more than more than fedor i do find myself disappointed though that we didn't ever see him in the UFC versus some of the guys that I think we all regarded as the best in the world, um, I think Fedor versus Brock was a huge miss. That I think everyone kind of knows that story where Fedor versus
1: Randy, that yeah, that was, the, yeah, one we that was the big big one,
3: right? Like early when he was still young. So yeah. I, I think there was some a lot of missed opportunities and and a lot of missed big checks for Fedor. I don't necessarily think he's probably a guy that needs a bunch of money, but it was. You know, like their salaries came out last night, and he only made he made like a hundred grand, which I thought was it, wild. Yeah,
1: it, it said it said Ryan Bader made one hundred and fifty k,
3: and
1: Fedor made a hundred k, and I was just scrolling Instagram, and I saw that, and then the top comment because I didn't click on the comments, but the top comment was from uh, Josh Thompson, and mm-hmm. he's like, no, "No, no, 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 this is bullshit. You guys don't understand, right? That is just what they declare to the commissions. They make way more on the side." I'm like if there's a discretionary bonus perhaps, or if there's a pay-per-view bonus, but that wasn't a pay-per-view. Listen, I, and I get Josh Thompson defending Bellator because he's a, you know, he's an employee of Bellator and, and whatnot. Um, but generally that when the athletic, athletic commissions post that, that's the pay and they might, and they even say in those articles down there, this doesn't include bonuses and it doesn't include um, pay-per-view bonuses, which is the big mm-hmm. one. If you're somebody like Fedor or a champ in the UFC, 100k
3: i still think that was very very low yeah I, I, I thought so too and even if there are other agreements that that some athletes in in combat sports get into where there's you know separate contracts where this is your what your bout agreement says and we're going to add whatever on this side but even typically and again i i don't know fader's business i'm not trying to count his money but like typically that number isn't far off from what is declared, what, it, what is shown to the athletic commission. So even if it was 100 and 100, I still feel like that's really low, you know? The,
1: I, I guarantee there was some kind of side deal. Guaranteed. There's be. no he way I, there's no way I would imagine that Fado's management had him fighting for his final fight for 100K. Number one, at 40, whatever he was, 46, you mm-hmm. know, I'd assume there's two reasons probably why he fought again. One, the money and two, because he wants to go out on a win and he feels he can still do it. That's generally always the way when fighters yeah, stick Ryan, around Ryan too Bader,
3: long. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I don't think he had, yeah, a but he,
1: yeah Ryan Ryan B- Bader's a monster, but look what, what he did to Rampage, you know, face planted yeah, in one true. shot, you that's know, and, and granted, Rampage again passed and dropped Matt Mitchell. Yeah. You know, he he is a monster. He is a monster and he's an absolute legend of the highest degree. Uh, but still when he fought, yeah, that was cool seeing those guys there last night. Cause remember, I got to say this, and this isn't me sticking up for the UFC. Like you all accused me, Dana and the UFC did try to make it happen. Uh, mm-hmm. they did try to sign him, but M1, his management wanted to do a co-promotion with the UFC and, and they, they wouldn't allow that to happen. So it never materialized. Um, greatest heavyweight of all time. That is what he's often labeled as. What do you reckon to that, Anthony? I think there's a very good case
3: for it, if I'm honest. I, I do. I, I think... I don't know if it's a... I don't know how how strongly I feel about that, but there's definitely an argument to be had. There's certainly... Certainly you can make the argument in his era. Like, if you were to break... I th- I think football is the same and, and in a lot of other sports, like the greatest receiver of all time, the way that the turfs are and, and equipment and training and, and how people are just coming up earlier. Like the greatest receiver in the sixties or seventies is not going to, is not going to touch the greatest receiver today. Yeah. But that doesn't yeah. mean that he wasn't the greatest at his time. And I think that Fedor absolutely, you can make the argument he was the greatest. If we were to break MMA in our history of short history into maybe two different eras, I would say he was definitely the greatest the greatest heavyweight, maybe the greatest fighter of his era.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they do have that in the UFC. They even have the modern era. You know, mm-hmm. like Laura Sanko was the first female commentator of the modern era because on UFC 1, there was a female commentator, Kathy Long. Mm-hmm which I think is is forgotten about North West right. but of the modern era, you know, I think when you're talking about, you know, old school eras, whatever that would be called, the yeah, historic call era, it. the yeah. OG era, the pioneer era, the back in the day era, whatever you want to call it for sure. He's up there. I mean, it was guys like him and Randy Couture and all those legendary fighters around pride and UFC when there was the whole pride versus UFC, who's best. It was those guys, that era, that was kind of responsible for the UFC and mixed martial arts, not UFC mixed martial arts, blowing up into the sensation and the popular worldwide sport that it is today. Without those guys, we would not be sitting here having a conversation and certainly wouldn't be, you know, I would not be living the life I have. But when you look at the, uh, the uh, career and the people that he beat,
3: all oh, the names, semi shield, Heath
1: herring, Nogueira. Kazuki Fujita, that was again the rematch from when he lost that one by a cut. Uh, Gary Goodridge, Mark Coleman, Kevin Randleman, Noguera, Noguera, TK again, Crow Cop, Coleman, Mark Hunt, Matt Linland, Tim Sylvia, Andrei Ilofsky, Brett Rogers. I mean, so many legends. Oh so yeah. and, and and I'm skipping a few there. I'm skip, I'm not going through every one. Hinato Babalu Sobral. Uh, and then he lost three. Verdum, Antonio Silva, Dan Henderson knocked him out. But then again, Jeff Monson, Ishii, Pedro Hizo, Fabio Ishi. Maldonado.
3: I trained with Ishii one time. Yeah. That guy was a goddamn monster. I've he trained was, with him I as was, well. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. Maybe I sucked really bad back then. And so maybe I don't have like a fair assessment of where he actually is. But uh, no, 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 no. He, he He's a beast. He he's a big, strong
1: dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, just no, he's a big, thrill. strong judo guy. He's judo guy. Yeah. I was
3: upside down more often than I was on my feet.
1: Yeah, I used to train at Eric Paulson's and he would always have Ishii in there and a few other people. But yeah, oh, and then and then of course, comes back to Bellator. Frank Mir knocked him out. Chael Sonnen knocked him out. Rampage knocked him out. You know, so yeah, I mean, Fado's one of those guys. You know, he's an absolute legend of the highest degree. And uh, I loved watching him. And yeah, thank you for the memories and thank you for helping grow this sport. He's up there... If you were to do, and this is such a cliched question, but the Mount Rushmore of mixed martial arts, who is on the Anthony Smith Mount Rushmore of mixed martial arts? So you don't have to include me. It's fine. It's fine. I know you'd say me, but it's fine. Don't worry about it.
3: Okay. So I'll take, I'll take you off and I'll add someone else. Just okay. For the conversation. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, I would put, I would put Fedor uh, on the, on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Um I would put, hoist gracie for sure
1: gotta have hoist
3: gotta have hoist i would uh, and maybe this one is probably maybe this one's a little controversial but i would put chuck liddell on the mount rushmore
1: okay hey this is your mount rushmore answer
3: well i think chuck he really like was that initial first push of like mainstream like he was getting kids shaving mohawks in their head and putting fake tattoos on the side of their head Mm -hmm. to and like being him as for halloween you know what i mean like that was every guy you talk to that's like in his 40s or Late '40s, this. Oh, I used to love the UFC back when Chuck Liddell. You know, like he yep. was that first initial push. I put the Chuck the first
1: Liddell. breakout star. He really was.
3: Yeah. Um, so you say things so much better than I do. First breakout. Tito as well. He was there as well at the same era. See, I don't think there's no. If there's no Chuck, there's no Tito. To be fair. Yep. Uh, there's no Tito. There's
1: no Chuck. Because, that's because fair. they had, they had fair that rivalry weather. though. Yeah, You know, that those, well, right, friends, those right? great rivalries which make somebody big. It's like Khabib and Conor. Now, of mm-hmm. course, Conor didn't need Khabib and Khabib didn't need Conor. But together, that rivalry resulted in the biggest pay-per-view that the company's ever seen. However, Hall of uh, Mount Rushmore and then Harrington and Brian have a quick think. I want yours, but I want it quicker and more succinct and more to the point than Anthony's. You don't oh. get five minutes to think about it. You just get a quick bam, 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 bam. bam. Four names. Anthony, Rushmore, you got Hoist, you got Chuck, you got... Uh, Fedor. Fedor, one more.
3: John Jones. Is it
1: four or three?
3: It's four. John Jones.
1: You got got John Jones? Oh. I don't have to like him.
3: I don't have to like him. I I respect your decision. Yeah. It's the greatest of all time, unfortunately. Who's on
1: Mount Rushmore, actual Mount Rushmore? Who's on there? The founding fathers?
3: That's a, you know, I've been there 10 times, 12 times maybe.
1: Is it no. impressive? Because it looks impressive. I've it's, never been there. Oh. It's
3: super impressive. It's cool. It's really, is really it, cool. There's actually a cooler monument. There's actually a cooler monument closer or like, that's really close to it called Crazy Horse and Mount Rushmore. It's Crazy Horse is so big that Mount Rushmore can fit on Crazy Horse's cheek.
1: Brian, get, get, let's get a visual on the screen for the English and anyone that doesn't know about this. I mean, most people should know about it, but you never know.
2: Sure. And I want to see
1: Crazy Horse as well.
2: That's Mount Rushmore. And give me one second to pull up crazy. Ryan, who yep. are them people? Who are them people?
1: I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess, right? Benjamin Franklin has to be one of them.
2: No. 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 It's Lincoln. Theodore
1: Roosevelt.
2: Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah.
1: That's three. Who's the fourth? Lincoln. Okay, well you never said that. You said that like I a did. It was the first thing we- I said. Sorry. Oh, was it really? I didn't catch it. It's all right. Wi-Fi, internets. Um, Harrington, come on then. Harrington, welcome to the show, buddy. I thought you would have jumped on and come out with something by now. Are hey, you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
0: Um, real quick, succinct. Uh for me, just for the amount of women that have gotten into the sport because of her, Ronda Rousey has to be on there. uh that's a good for the, point. That's a fair point. Uh, for the fact that, you know, like idiots like you know. You know, like the way you're talking about Chuck for guys in their 40s, guys in their 30s look at Conor McGregor the same way. So he, in my mind, has to be on there. It kind of sucks having two people from like the same general era. Um, GSP for sure and and Hoyce. So,
1: so Hoyce, GSP and who? McGregor Ronda. and
0: Rousey.
1: All right, all right. Disagree. I, uh, I would actually not
2: have Fedor on there. My list looks almost exactly like everybody else is. it's hoist gracie john jones chuck liddell gsp but i would put baz Rutin on that instead of fedor
1: okay well i'm he, not going to argue with baz being I'm, on there he's yeah, a, legend. He's, one, a yeah.
2: he's just i think he's been a better ambassador to people into mma
1: he he's a great ambassador but having john jones and conor mcgregor on there that listen they're if if we're doing a list of the biggest, I didn't say Conor McGregor. No, no, but oh, Anderson okay. did, and 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 uh, antonia John Jones. If we're if we're doing the best fighters, then yeah, but not the founding fathers of MMA, the people responsible. I would say Fedor, Uh, Hoist. Because you can't ha- you can't not have Hoist on there. Right, you have to. Uh, You've you know I mean? really That's- got
3: a three-person Mount Rushmore because everyone has to start with Hoist.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And to be fair, the Mount Rushmore is not the founding fathers. It's just four very influential presidents throughout the history. I I never,
1: I asked, I never said they were founding fathers. Uh, I I asked a question. I'm just letting you know. I asked a question. I said, what are they? I said, I I don't even know who's on there. But uh, Hoist Gracie, Fedor Emelianenko. It needs definitely a Chuck. I reckon a Chuck. Yeah, yeah. We'll put Chuck on there. I wouldn't say, I mean, Ronda Rousey is a good one, but I wouldn't say her because she's not part of the, re- I mean, people, there's a reason why we have Ronda Rousey and there's a reason why all the women are involved. And of course, Ronda Rousey was a big part of that spearhead and that movement. But without MMA, there was no Ronda Rousey. And without the founding fathers of mixed martial arts, without your Randys, without your Chucks, without your Fedos, your Hoises, but not the Randy. Who's the fourth one? Come on, Brian. If you
2: needed a woman on there, I think it would probably either be Gina Carano or Cyborg. No, you're out of your goddamn Why? Mind. They were like, Cyborg was a monster that proved women could knock other women out, and Gina. Carano yeah, there was, was a the yeah, There was a lot of
1: women fighters around
3: long before both of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. There was. And, and and none of them two were anywhere near as influential as Ronda Rousey when it came down to it, if you've got
3: to be honest. See, I think you need uh, a John Jones. I think you need a John It has nothing to do with – it does help that he's the greatest of all time. But I think that I mean, he uh, changed – I think he changed the game and how, how it's played. Like, his style – Yeah, so
1: would be that guy. George I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't agree
3: game. with that. I think he was just really good at what he did. But I think what he did was fairly basic. It, it, he was very, very, very good at it. Like, he's a fantastic wrestler. He's a very clean striker. He's just very, very good. But, like, John, the things that John Jones did then, when he f- kind of first broke out, was different. We'd never seen anybody fight as free and flowy and, and take the chances and the risks. And But now that's all you see. O'Malley and Corey Sandhagen and uh, Adesanya, and, and, like, all of them have that very similar style. But John was, like, the first. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going to disagree with that. I'm, I'm
1: just right. disagreeing with. I am know, thinking of another. There. He's, am, he's 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 modern wing though. He's modern wing. I that's I, fair. I, I keep thinking I I throw Nogueira me. on there as well. I throw Nogueira on there. I wouldn't argue that. I wouldn't argue that. You know, no, no, you know, just to... And, and well, it's two Brazilians, but still, Vale Tudo, anything yeah. goes. That's where it all started. Anyway, let's get back to the notes. Uh, speaking of Conor McGregor uh, and his uh, counterpart Nate Diaz. Forever linked. You see that Eddie Hearn has uh, been trying to contact Nate Diaz to fight Canelo Alvarez. Harrington, explain.
3: Whoever's friends with Nate Diaz and keeps deleting those text messages is a good Uh, friend. It looks like Harrington ran to the bathroom. but uh, He ran for
2: a little pee-pee. The only explanation is, is that Eddie Hearn wants to see Nate Diaz die. Oh, here he is.
1: (laughs) Harrington, uh, we're just talking about Eddie Hearn, Nate Mm -hmm. Diaz. Give us some more details.
0: Uh, Yeah, so he went on Ariel's show. He said that he had a friendly conversation with Nate. Nothing crazy yet, but he is interested uh, in setting up a match for him. And one of the possible opponents that he uh, said by name is uh, Canelo Alvarez.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, of course, Eddie Hearn's a promoter. He's looking to make money. Nate Diaz is a big, big star. He's a massive draw. And again, just kind of like the Francis Ngannou. Anthony Joshua situation, you're bringing in a complete other fan base. You know what I mean? And then you're bringing in a boxer fan base. So you're combining the boxing fan base with the MMA fan base, and that just creates millions and millions and millions of dollars for everybody involved. Very, very smart business sense. Very smart business sense. And in terms of being a promoter, it's great. And in terms of being Nate Diaz and putting dollars in the bank, really, really good as well. You know, And that's the kind of stuff that Nate Diaz wants. Don't think he stands a cat's helling chance of winning the fight, but if it does go ahead, I hope for him he makes ridiculous amounts of money and he probably would
3: oh for sure, and I'm all about guys getting getting large sums of money I think it's a uh, it seems very silly to even consider breaking down the X's and the O's to that I think yeah, well, kind exactly, of just, yeah like uh, we know how that's gonna go but I hope he gets paid I don't he's mad at me for some reason who Diaz yeah, he thinks I'm a dumb fuck. <laughs> that's what he oh, said on Twitter. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he's mad
1: at me. Oh hey, let's have a look. Uh Anthony Smith says he can't get enough of Dan White's power slap league. They're my type of people. Anthony <laughs> Smith is a
3: dumb fuck. <laughs> I don't know why people people are so offended. Oh yeah. I don't get it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The I was UFC at- being paid to say it and Michael Bisbings being paid to say it. Last night
1: I was having a conversation with Dan Helly, right? Mm-hmm. Dan Helly, uh, NFL broadcaster, mm-hmm. but obviously works on the Contender and does the the he does, shows yeah, and stuff good like that. Football too, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Dan Helly, what a great guy! He's good. No, no, but I mean, as a person, he's just oh awesome. yeah, yeah, he is. yeah, yeah. He's just he's just he, uh, what a guy. He's got a great sense of humor, very humble, down to earth. Just so shout out Dan Helly. But we were having a conversation last night uh, about the slap thing. Because he said, he said, wow, Mike, he said, you are getting buried in all the comments of social media, but he's not, we're doing it together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He said, "He's he hasn't an, any hatred towards him. He said, but it's all going." He said, I was going to reach out to you and say, how are you doing, Mike? I said, I don't give a fuck. Oh God, it yeah, is I it is remember. what it is. Water for duck's back. You know what I mean? He said, but I just don't get it. I, it's weird. He said, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a, weird,
3: it's a weird anomaly like that I'm getting... Like why are people so surprised that a man, me, who I've only supported myself on fighting for my entire adult life. I've literally spent my whole adult life punching people in the face for fucking money. Why is it so shocking that I enjoy watching someone else slap the fuck out of someone else? Like why is that so surprising? I it's I don't think I I don't think it takes a whole shit ton of skill like I I don't know. No, just, it doesn't. It's entertaining. That's it. It, it stops there. I, I'm i I'm not going to sit here and,
1: and dress it up, but it is entertaining. It <laughs> it's entertaining is. as hell. It's shocking as a motherfucker. It's shocking.
2: There is a definite clear delineation between the people who have the talent and don't, though. There was one dude who just <laughs> stiff arm slapped a guy, and the guy looked at him like, what, what was that? And some of these dudes pull their arms back, and their arms whip, and they just knock the
1: the life out of. Oh, yeah. Do you know what though? There, there's
2: something we're gonna get
3: we're like, gonna get fucking roasted for this again. Nah, I don't we're talking give a about shit. It again.
1: The, I don't give a shit, but I'm, I'm slightly moving away from it. But there's not technique, but the, what what there is is that, and you'll know this, Anthony. Growing up, you know, I'm sure you know, plenty of fisticuffs and fights, and you know whatever. Then shit kicks off when you're growing up. I had a couple of friends. And uh, they just had this ability to knock someone out. You know, Mm -hmm. there was one of my buddies. People just born with it. So, one of my buddies, he wasn't even a big guy. Do you know what I mean? But if he ever did, and he did do it quite a lot, when he cracked someone, they normally went to sleep. Do you know what I mean? Because he, Mm -hmm. and he was known for, he just had knockout power. And some people are just blessed with that. And there's one guy, I forget his name off the top of my head on the slap. And he reminds me of an old friend of mine. And he, just, I forget his name, and he's just blessed with that kind of knockout power. And you see that in the UFC, sometimes mm-hmm. some people just have that touch of death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did, did you have any friends like that? Or were
3: you the friend? No, I've never been a guy that's been blessed with crazy power. I'm I'm accurate. My timing is good. But I'm, I'm not the guy that's going to just, you know, like, I'm yeah. not like Rumble was, you know, where you just, no, you can touch any part of their head and they go to sleep. Um, or a rampage back in the day yeah yeah no the you know i got a couple teammates that that are that are a lot like that where they just you know like cody brandage if he could, if if he hits you like you're gonna know it every time and he doesn't he, he just got natural power in his hands it's never it's nothing he's ever been taught it's just how his how his punches land it's, it just works for his body mechanics how he naturally moves and and you know what i think i think brian has a point there that i think some guys are are just born with it they're just built a little bit different and i just i just i i under i i i enjoy it for what it is like you're just a a good old-fashioned red it's a circus freak show it is entertainment like that i love it i just it's it's
1: the kardashians but the
3: slapping right and it's weird Uh, that nate diaz has such a problem that i th- that i enjoy watching it like uh, for a man who, when's the last time he Slaps. balled his yeah when's the last time he balled his fist up and hit somebody like what are we See, talking about he's always slapping people
1: always at, at press conferences at fights in car parks you know what i mean he gets in a lot of whatever. skirmishes um, i get it
3: people are uncomfortable whatever
1: if we were to say you just made me think of something who would we list i mean or the the we'll say top 3 hardest hitters in all of mixed martial arts I think Anthony Rumble Johnson, definitely yeah. top three.
3: For sure. I think Francis Ngannou.
1: Oh, shit. Francis. Yeah. Francis. yeah, Francis. Rumble. Derek Lewis.
3: Derek Lewis, for sure. We're
1: going to say pound for pound, though. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, I'd it's, probably otherwise, say, it's I'd pr- going to be dominated probably, by heavyweights.
3: I'd probably say Rumble.
1: Yeah. Honestly. yeah, Because
3: he knocked out people in like four different weight classes. 170, 85, light heavy. And he knocked Arlovsky out. At heavyweight, which he it was drop.
1: just wild, were not it, that he was at one seventy, and then he couldn't even make one eighty-five or <laughs> yeah. two hundred five or whatever it was. He, gave he missed in like ten pounds G's over. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a maniac! Is like who you, wow.
3: Who do you think? Uh, well, I mean, I'm trying to think of like 55ers and seventy pounders. Rumble, that are just insanely, I mean, Rampage.
1: Rampage hit hard.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Rampage had a hard hit. Fedor definitely. You mm-hmm. know, he wasn't the biggest heavyweight, but he could slaughter some people with his power. <laughs> Chuck back in the day, he, he yeah. had a good crack, but I don't think it was up there with the likes of Rumble
3: no. uh, or even Rampage. Uh,
1: interesting, interesting. That's a nice little YouTube that's video that I might do one day. The one. hardest hitters in all of mixed martial arts. All right, Did you know Manscaped is now selling beard products. That is correct. They have gone from the waist to the face to help you replace that bulky razor with their brand new beard hedger pro kit. They have created the best tools for you to turn heads with a clean, perfectly groomed and conditioned beard. Finally, tame your mane by going to manscaped.com. Use the code bisping 20 for 20% off plus free shipping. As we know, Manscaped, they are the men's, the world's leader in men's below the waist grooming, but that is not all they do. As I said, they have this beard trimmer now. It's got 20 lengths. It's got a titanium coated T-blade. The lengths are all, it's adjustable. There's not loads of like little attachments lying all around the place. Uh, And it's quality. Like all the Manscaped products, this thing is absolutely sensational. It's got a get great battery on it and all the rest of it. Trust me, if you're looking for a beard trimmer, face trimmer, this is the way to go. I absolutely love it, so thank you to Manscaped. Also, uh, Beard Shampoo and Conditioner. They've got that. They've got Beard Oil. They've got Beard Balm. If you need anything for your face, for your beard, for your balls, they've got ball toners, they've got all types of stuff. If you need men's grooming products and you want to try out this, uh, the brand-new beard trimmer, as I say, go to manscaped.com, and you're going to get 20% off when you use the code BISPING20. That is 20% off when you go. Oh, and free shipping. That's a good one. 20% off of free shipping when you go to manscaped.com. Use the code BISPING20 and you get the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. There it is. That's what it's called. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the premier solution to face grooming. What else? What's going on in your life, Anthony? What are you doing this week?
3: Man, I'm just I'm traveling out again tomorrow. Can to get back to training. Yeah, I'm um, yeah, just waiting on this opponent That's i'm off it. to
1: australia shortly after this i still haven't fully finished packing yet i mean i, I did the bulk for? of it say
3: again how long you gone uh, for
1: uh two weeks two days two, two not two and a half weeks two and a half weeks yeah is <laughs> with rebecca with with you? she is yeah the two of us nice to the airport shortly after this yeah looking forward to it. it's nice nice getaway her, we're so lucky her parents are coming over they live in malaysia they're flying mm-hmm. out for this and uh
3: yeah, they'll be at the house taking. I care bet of they kids. have a lot of fun flying over and and spending that kind of quality time with Lucas too. They love it
1: exactly. They love it, you know, because they get quality time and you yeah. know. And mom and dad are in. out of
3: the way. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, so uh, yeah, no, no, we're very, very lucky. Uh, but no, it's going to be nice, you know. Obviously, it, it's so it's it's weird because it's going to be a work trip. I'm going to be working. Mm-hmm. I've got to do research for the fights. I've got to do a weigh show. I'm going to do a few other obligations uh, whilst we're out there. We've got fighter meetings and stuff like that. And so Rebecca's going to think it's all holiday vacation mode. But she's got her best friend in the whole world, there, Tina. So she'll go hang out with Tina. My old mate, DJ Jacko. When I used to DJ, it was me mm-hmm. and my mate Jacko. DJ Mikey being Jacko back to back. I haven't seen, uh, Jack- He lives in Perth. He moved out oh, there years it. ago. And he's doing great. He's crushing it. So uh, I we have been talking. He can't wait to see him. He's like, do you need picking up from the airport and stuff? I'm like, bro. And he is a party animal. He is a party animal. I'm like, dude, dude, just so you know, it ain't 2001 anymore.
3: Okay? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, I'm working the too. You're working I'm, the what? I'm working the fights, too. In Bristol. In Bristol, yeah.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. Well, it'll be a little yeah. bit colder in Bristol. Did you see uh, Liam Neeson talking about Conor
3: McGregor? I had, I had seen it for a couple days and I never read it, and it he was, just, and then I finally read it today, and him just shitting all over the yeah. UFC yeah, or the uh, sport, but, I suppose.
1: Yeah, Brian, play the video, play the, because I don't. Know. Read the, I, I, I read, I so, read the quote. I yeah, listen to this. UFC,
3: I can't stand. That to me is like a bar fight,
1: and I know the practitioners. I'll say, like, "No, you're wrong. The months of training we do, when you just grab a beer bottle and hit the other guy over there, that's the next stage for you." That little Lebron, Conor McGregor. Oh, please! He gives Ireland a bad name. I know he's fit, and I admire him for that, but can't take it. Next time I come into Dublin Airport, Mason, I'll show you.
3: UFC I can't stand Yeah. (laughs) so
1: uh, Harrington where was he doing that because it looked like to me that that was like because I did this thing for GQ recently I don't know things I can't live without and you you know you're kind of being a little bit silly it looked to me like he was doing like a little thing like that because it looked like he was having a little bit of fun what do you think do you think he was being jovial or do you think he means what he says
3: I don't know when you read the quote it sounds like shit but when you read the quote it. it
1: sounds awful I was like whoa
3: yeah like damn uh, it did seem like maybe parts of that he was being a little—I don't know Just like exaggerating a in, little bit. Yeah, it was in jest. He was jesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. how' yeah. Are you there? Her- yeah. There you sorry, know. I was—I was, I was, was doing some us. research. Uh, he
0: was—he was doing an interview for Men's Health. Mm. So,
1: yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, in, I mean, look, listen, Liam Neeson is not the demographic that generally is going to no. uh, like makes martial arts where's, where's and you know from? what ireland
3: is he from ireland okay
1: yeah he's irish yeah yeah the the, the clues in the accent right how is anthony well that's <laughs> go, what i go thought, on like
3: Harry. in his movies it didn't i've never caught like an irish know, accent in his i know movies it's before. it's
1: it's again it's it's the acting thing <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense you yes see, you know uh, sometimes when i talk like this I'm not Russian either, Anthony, you know. (laughs) That's the first time I've ever heard him speak
0: not in a film.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How What are you going to say?
0: You should see Michael Collins. He really nails the Irish accent in that one. Uh, This is, by the way, the same guy who came out a while ago and said that after a friend of his was assaulted, his first instinct was to take to the streets and look for the first black guy he could find and and attack him. And it's like, really? You're going to throw shade at... And a UFC fighter? Really? Glass houses much?
2: He also habitually pees himself in public, so that's a... Wait, Well,
1: I don't know about the habitually peeing himself in public. You can't just come on and make that quote. Habitually? I mean, Brian's out of his mind. Habitually? Listen, he's a major movie star. If he's walking around pissing his pants constantly,
3: I think we'd know about that. How does Brian know this? Brian, uh, fill us in, please. It's... It's like a fucking thing. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh well, well, I'm
1: i it up at my end as well.
3: Oh, I'm,
2: God. Little... oh I'm gonna
3: pull. You know what? Are we all no,
1: it up. no, look, no. Look, 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 look.
2: Hold on. There's a picture of him peeing his pants. There's a picture of his pants peed. <laughs> There's a picture of Where? his pants.
3: Wow! It is a lot of pictures of him peeing his pants. There's a, lot, like. a lot of pictures <laughs> of
2: him Maybe with have his have pants pissed. pissed. He, he lots a little... of drinks. He drinks a lot and he pees himself a lot. This is a thing that people
1: know. <laughs> I like him even more. I like him even more. God bless him. Um, he's a goddamn Irish man and they like to drink, all right? And when he drinks, he made pee his pants. And like that little McGregor, that little leprechaun, so fucking what? He, he's a leprechaun and he likes to pee his pants. Brain, right? I met Liam Neeson. I was there cause he was in the 80 movie and Rampage was in the 18 movie. Rampage was B.A. Baracus and, uh, we were at the uh, the premiere in London, and I got to have a quick chat. He was a lovely guy. He was, was a he? lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, no, he was really nice. What was his pants so with? S- I don't know. I didn't look. <laughs> I wasn't staring at his dick. Chances are. <laughs> Ch- hey, chances <laughs> are. I, I would have been lucky to make it up without pissing my pants that night. I was very intoxicated. <laughs> intoxicated. I, I was talking to Chris Eubank as well. Do you know who Chris Eubank is? The boxer? Yeah, the boxer, yeah. yeah very very
3: eccentric man yeah, yeah i didn't go into yeah. the movie. we're talking about the dad right what's it yeah the old yeah
1: man, yeah my, my my mate jacko that i'm gonna see in perth we were both there this is 2011 they had a free bar so we just stayed at the bar we didn't even we didn't even watch the film we just stayed at the bar the whole time and uh got wasted chatting away to chris you back and liam neeson we had a great old time i bet anyway, that was a
3: fantastic conversation
1: it was. It was. I can't remember too much about it though. Uh, Harrington, what should we get to? Throw something at us. Come onto the show. How are you, buddy? How are baby preparations going at the Harrington household?
0: Dude, everything is going great. The stroller is built. the 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 crib is getting here this week, and that's the last thing. Other than that, we are we are ready. All right. Are you getting gifts sent? Oh, dude, we are. Uh, thank you so much, Michael Bisping. Uh, I got a uh, beautiful uh, Precious Moments uh, lamb that you sent here that is just the cutest thing we've ever seen.
1: That is not it. See, this is the thing. What? Re- Rebecca Rebecca went to town, right? She's a nightmare. Anyone, Anytime anyone's having a baby, <laughs> she's all about it. And Harrington sends through a little thank you because there's a little baby lamb, right? And I said to Rebecca, I said, is that it? Is that what you sent? Howen does great work on the podcast. We really, really appreciate all your efforts and what you bring to the show. And it wouldn't be the same without you, <laughs> or Brian. I said, and out of that extensive list that he very cheekily sent to us, you choose a little lamb. She's like, no, I sent Doesn't... about twenty things, or what? Maybe not twenty, <laughs> but I sent several things, some big items.
0: Wow. I mean, so I the haven't. The first mine's on the feet. way, Harrington. Mine's on the I, way. Oh, oh. I appreciate it, Anthony. By the way, it's not for this narrative that I cheekily sent something to you. You asked me specifically <laughs> where my baby registry <laughs> and, is. And
1: by the way, by the way, people want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw people in the comments. They want to see what you should post a register in the comments because pe- the believers want to buy some things. Oh, he's been it. doing he that be... for months. No, I know. but <laughs> some out of out. the believers in the comments were saying, uh, it's, "It's down." down on the drop do it. It. drop, drop it. that link. Drop that link in in the
0: YouTube. I give you full permission. Wait, have you p- you, have you picked from. a name? Oh yeah, I know. I think we is. said it on the show. Uh Aura Jane. Say it again. Aura. Aura <laughs> is her first name. Jane's <laughs> going to be her middle name. Jane. Where are you going to fit in? High
3: school is going to be tough. Anthony. Ah! Michael.
1: <laughs> Brian. <laughs> high school's going to be tough.
2: I got Mike uh, and Alex a baby food processor so they could make sure they can feed their child.
3: Yeah, good. good you are good, not going to make your own baby
2: food, are you?
1: I don't know. I, don't I bought really
2: them a good. thing to do it.
1: Look, Re- Re- Rebecca used to uh, purify up all vegetables and stuff like that, make her own baby feud. It didn't last for long. The novelty I was yeah, off. Yeah, you know, it's not going to last long. Out. I'll I'll honest. Honest. She's, not, she's out. It's Ellie's birthday today. So she's out buying a oh. birthday cake for her. 20 oh, yeah. years old. So Harrington, it kind of ties in. It flies by. And it seems yeah. like yesterday, my little Ellie was born 20 bloody years old today. 20 years old. Anyway, um, give us a story, Harrington
0: uh mma or non-mma
1: oh for crying out loud harrington uh anthony your choice
3: well i bet it's stupid but let's go non-mma
1: it'll be stupid (laughs) it'll
3: be stupid
1: (laughs) because i can see what they are and they're all awful
0: okay i'm wondering how you would uh how you guys would react to this um, a plane was grounded in Iceland for a plane. <laughs> this is in the stupidest one.
1: I saw this. I was on the couch. Right, <laughs> I was very grumpy. I've had hardly any sleep. Right, I'm like, Rebecca, look at this shit that Harrington wants us to discuss. And there's one or two that I'm looking at that were okay, and this is the one you choose. But go ahead, T Anthony up.
0: Uh, So, like I said, just want to know how you guys would react to being stuck on a plane for 10 hours and some idiot breaks out the acoustic guitar.
3: No. (laughs) No, 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 no. Look
2: at how mad they look. (laughs) No,
3: I'd lose my shit. Oh, I would would smash that guitar up. Well, I don't fit on planes that well anyways. There's one. Two, I always... I, like I have a system when I get on the plane. I have a really small bladder, so I have to pee all the time. So like I always I want an it. aisle. Yeah, I, well, I I need a window because I need something <sighs> to lean up against because I'm just wide. So like my shoulders are so wide, I, so I can so least, big and manly. I can, well, I wouldn't say big, but I'm wide, so it I have to lean against. Wide. Well, if there's someone in the middle, then I can lean away from that person against the window and try to sleep. But if I'm stuck on a plane on a runway.
1: But well, Hold on. Hold on. If you've got, you started the conversation by saying you had a weak bladder.
3: If you've got, a well, weak so I bladder, time, I time the, the aisle. Flight. Cause
1: otherwise every time you're going to get it, got, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry. 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 No. My bad. Excuse me. Sorry. Got a well, weak I'm bladder. going through all <laughs> the things that are going to
3: make me mad is the constant having to go to the bathroom. Cause you're stuck on a plane longer than you're supposed to be. And then I, I need to sleep. So I, I sleep the majority of all my flights. But if I'm stuck awake because someone's playing this goddamn guitar and then I'm constantly having to pee and I'm walking around a lady playing the guitar, oh, my God, I will lose my shit. That I would lose my mind. And to be fair, to be fair, not a bad story, but it was the way you
1: put it in the notes. You, you put a woman sings Country Road to a grounded plane that was stranded for 10 hours. If you said on a grounded plane, that's a very different thing. I thought, what is this story? Because I didn't click on it. She's some some weirdo singing to an aeroplane. And mm-hmm. Harrington wants us to discuss it. I was like, what is this? So just the, the, the words Harrington, the wrong, but yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not into that at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Number one, you're already stressed out to the max. And then they pull that out. I'm just going to, I'm just going mm-hmm. to, you're not going to like this. You're not going to, do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? That is American as fuck. <laughs> yeah. That is a, uh, the most American English. Is. People don't do that. To
3: think that like, you're so good. That everybody needs to hear you, whether they want to or not, is America's. <laughs>
1: That's it, isn't it? That's it. it. Everyone's pissed off to the max and they think, oh, I'm gonna whip out the acoustic guitar. Give you a little rendition. You're gonna you put a smile have on your no face. No
3: idea how good I am. You need to hear this. <laughs> like, no. Um, you get the fuck the out of here. The type
1: of people also on a plane that when you land, they all give a little round of applause. Oh my
3: gosh. I you know, every time I walk to the airport. I always think of something that I hate that's happening at the moment. And I've always thought like, I need to put together a list and just every episode that we do just give another thing that I absolutely, I'm so insufferable like in the airport and on planes. Like I'm, I hate flying with my family. That's why,
1: that's why I drive they, to the apex all the time. Fuck up my I system. don't have to fly.
3: Yeah. Like when my wife and kids are around, I I can't stand it because I have like a system. I'm efficient. Like I got it down and it just messes it up it oh my god it drives me crazy but and what, what made me think of this so thinking of airports there's not a whole lot of things that frustrate me more than when you get on the little walkway that you walk on and then two people are standing on the walkway talking to each other so that you can't walk by them it's frustrating
1: But hold on, there's a line, there's a queue. So regardless whether or not they're talking to one another, you would still be pushing in. No, no, I'm talking about the moving You're talking about the little jetty thing, the thing that comes along and like, you know.
3: No, 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 no. I'm talking about when you're going in the terminal and there's the little moving walkway that like speeds up when you're walking. Oh,
1: sorry, sorry, like the travelator.
3: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not a ride, (laughs) <laughs> it's not a ride what are you doing move yeah. the, uh, no i and always say oh slide God. over dickhead i don't say dickhead but i'm like, excuse me you know it's not a ride it's to aid you so when you're walking you go faster
3: right no it's a, a lot of people think it's a this is a
1: free ride question for you anthony
3: mm-hmm.
1: do you know the part of the you know when you're waiting in line at the gate to board the plane and it has that thing and it's uh, controlled by remote control and it attaches to the plane and then you walk down it before you mm-hmm. get on. I forget what they call that. I don't know what. Jetway? The Jetway. I think it might be the Jetway, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what is this film? There's a guy, He dropped a lady off at the airport and she's left something in her car. No, he sees her leave something on the floor and he runs after her and, and the guy goes, no, 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 sorry, boarding stopped. And he says, don't worry, I'm a limo driver. And he runs down it <laughs> Dumb and, and dumber. you just see him fall off. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. I love that oh, film. I got one. You got it. round of applause for, for Anthony Smith, everyone. What a film. I love go. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, it's it is great. hilarious. So good. Yeah, no, no. Rebecca wants to get to the airport super early. I mean, to be mm. fair, she's excited. She never gets to go. You know, we're going business classes. So she wants to go to the lounge and everything, look around at the duty-free and do some bloody shopping, you know. So we're going to leave nice and early, but uh, it's a long old flight. What is it? 16 hours to Melbourne. And then from there, like four and a half or something like that to Perth. So it's a bitch of a journey. Business uh, class. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We oh got the yeah. bed. We'll look at the live flat beds. It'll be great because I'm tired. So I'm going to sleep like a baby. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Hope so. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Shopify. Look, you've heard the ad before. If you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're selling something, then you have to be online. And Shopify makes that very easy, affordable, and it's just, it simplifies the whole thing. And on top of that, you can customize your online store with your style, connect with new customers to drive growth, and even maintain the relationships that will help keep them coming back no matter how big you want to grow. Every minute, new sellers around the world are revolutionizing their business and making their first sales with Shopify and once you start selling Shopify makes getting paid super simple because you can instantly accept every type of payment. Also Shopify grows with your business no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integrations and third-party apps. Things like you know Facebook, TikTok, Instagram all those type of things and you can even get on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots. Everything that you need to revolutionize your business. Also You want marketing made simple? Well, Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze your online marketing campaigns. Running a growing business means getting the insights that you need wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from wherever you are in the world. And as I said, this is cheap because all you've got to do is sign up right now for $1. Dollar per month for the trial period at shopify.com slash believe all lowercase go to shopify.com slash believe take your business to the next level today and do it by paying one dollar per month one dollar per month shopify.com slash believe Hamilton what else should we talk about oh
0: oh go on Well, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you just saw what I was going to come on to say. Vera versus Sanhagen, no longer going to be at the Apex on February 18th. It is now the main event for UFC San Antonio. Uh, Blanchfield versus Santos moved up to the main event on the 18th.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that, actually, Um, which is perfect. They need to do that. I mean, And it just shows what kind of star Cheeto Vera is becoming, you know. Cause I think there was some kind of public outcry, right? Everyone in the comment section and stuff like that on Instagram and all the places was kind of like bitching about it. Uh, and I'm happy cause I'm commentating that one in San Antonio. So I'm going to be there. Are you going to be in San Antonio Anthony.
3: I'm going to be. I'm actually
1: going to be there. whoa. No, no, no. Are we, oh, this is good. This is good. What do you I think mean, about that fight? By the way?
3: I love that fight. I love that fight. I, I like I like fights that are just two guys that are polar opposite styles. So you know, Stantag is a little more creative and and dramatic in his movements, and Cheeto is is kind of like a he's like a I don't know. It's like he just goes into the forest and just chops trees. You know, he's just working. He's a working man. You know what I mean? He's just it's never super flashy. He's just constantly chipping chipping away at people, and it's it's a hard style to fight. So. Mm. um I think they both deserve to be in a main event. They're both at the top of their division. I think there's a lot of stakes that you know, and a lot of implications attached to this fight. Um, I, I li- and I like it stylistically for Cheeto.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a great fight stylistically for the fans in the building. That's why mm-hmm. main event, twenty five minutes, full house, twenty thousand people in San Antonio. They're that's gonna go crazy against Dominic Cruz in uh, San Diego. Of course, that's Cruz's backyard. The atmosphere was goddamn incredible. And when he connected with that head kick and knocked him out, oh my god! But I felt, I felt for Dom, I really did. So did I. You know what I mean? But also at the same time, you got to admire the knockout that you've just seen. You know what yeah. I mean? Cheeto's
3: walkout was awesome too. I can't remember it. Oh, it was like a reggae song, right? He had a, yeah. he had a shirt off, and the, the green lights were going all over the place. And he's a cool lot guy. of fans there. Too. He is. He's he's like super cool. Like he's just yeah, like no, one of the cool cats. He is a cool guy.
1: We'll have to get him on the show again. Uh, <clears throat> all right, well, we're going to have to keep it kind of short today, guys, because I am leaving for the airport. It is Sunday. You'll be watching this at the usual time, Monday night, but we're a little sneaky devil. We did this one on the Sunday. If you have questions, please send them into to the pod at gmail.com. Harrington.
0: If you're enjoying this show on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find podcasts, make sure you subscribe there. Leave a five-star rating, positive review. It really helps us out. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. And if you want to catch over 400 episodes ad-free and completely uncensored, head to gasdigitalnetwork.com, use the promo code BYN. get a seven-day free trial, check out over 20 great shows on the network. Please
2: do, please do. All right. Did we get, did we? tell everybody about the plan for the chip challenge.
1: Well, well the plan for the chip <clears throat> challenge. And by the way, is Rebecca here because you sent the chips to the house, right? I did. I've, we've got a bunch of them here already. What do you mean? We've got four chip, four of the one chip challenges. Did I send four? No, 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 no. Cause Rebecca, Rebecca was like, we've already got these. Cause oh, I was going to do them. We were going to do it with the families, like a little YouTube video, uh, a long time ago but we never got round to doing it thank god
2: mine's probably more fresh than the ones that you have it's the same around. brand it's the no, exact same what one what about the expiration date i mean
1: i don't know about the
3: expiration but it's the, oh, it's we're the same we're checking your chip goddamn chip. expiration we sure. get no no old <laughs> well, ass well, decrepit well, like,
1: well, like, it loses the spiciness. That I, <laughs>
2: it probably gets worse
1: yeah they it probably might. does no, no, no. So, so I, t- and then by the way, Anthony was all on board with this, but I'm exhausted and I'm running off to the airport. I haven't had any sleep. I'm tired. I've got a headache and I'm going off to the airport. I'm like, it's, it's not that I'm against doing it. I am all about it. As I, as said, I have four because I was going to do it on another thing on YouTube, but we'll do it for this. I just, I'm not rushing off to the airport going, ah, ah, and I'm tired. I'm not in the mood. You know what I mean? But when we get back and I've got fair. nowhere to be and we can make we, we can milk it and we can have fun, right? We'll do it You're then. You
2: need some milk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you are gonna need whatever. some milk. Brian. Brian, yeah, what do right? we have? Question <laughs> wise.
2: All right. So this first question here is from uh Ben Smith.
1: Guys, big, big fan of the show. As we've been talking about the Ultimate Fighter lately, that's what my question's surrounding. So the first one is for you, Michael. Although you've said this moment just made you cringe when you watch yourself back, I remember a very young Michael Bisbin playing football with Kendall Grove and him falling into a cactus and getting stuff stuck all over (laughs) his hands, as well as you beating Ross Pointon for the second time and shouting over, don't ever try and fight me again. Those for me were hilarious. But what was the funniest moment in the house for you? And Anthony, my UK adopted guy... Uh, When you turn pro, if you were to get into the UFC via the Ultimate Fighter, who would have been your choices of coaches back then? Also, Harrington, uh, go have some more homeless fucking threesomes or whatever the fuck you do. Uh, Anyway, guys, love the show. Keep up the good work. Peace out. That's a good little set of questions. Harrington with Dirty Mike and the Boys. Um, Okay, I don't know why I'm thinking of this. It wasn't exactly the funniest. But when I was on the Ultimate Fighter 3, did you ever watch that, Anthony? The third season. The third season. When I was a contestant. No. Oh, no. No. Right. Well, you know, I thought we were friends. Um, th- 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 Mike, I was like 11 like, years old then. <laughs> there was a character called Noah in Hoffa, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a big beast of a man. Do you know what I mean? He was my weight class as well. And like, you know, I was adding him up. as like, fucking, he might be a bit of an issue. And uh, very nice guy. And I don't do this whole what, what do you guys call it? Teabagging? Like with the, with the toilet paper or something? You call it teabagging?
3: No, no, teabagging is where you drop your balls on someone's yeah.
1: head. That's yeah, uh, no, bombing
2: on, ho- like for Halloween.
1: Yeah, but w- w- whatever. Yeah. So like Kendall and Ed Herman and a few others, they completely covered his bed and his bunk beds and everything. Just like covered it all up in a uh, tissue paper. I must admit, I was like, what are you doing? It's a bit childish, but whatever. But they, they were all giddy and having a laugh about it. Whoever it was that did it. They were all, hee, because uh, Noah was on the toilet taking a dump and he says mm-hmm. when he comes out and he walks out the toilet and he didn't respond whatsoever. And he go, yo, Noah, look, look. And he just went, oh, cool. And walked off and everyone's was like, what, what, what's going on? And we're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, no, no, I'm not okay. And we're like, Everyone, it was a big thing. It was on the show. We're like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, it's really bad, man. It's really bad. And we're like, what, what, what do you mean bad? Is somebody sick? He's like, no, worse. Because he got a letter sent to him and the producers decided to give it to him, right?
3: Oh, shit.
1: And, and we're like, well, what is it? It's like, someone died. And he's like, oh, kind of. So we're all like super concerned for him and upset and all the rest of it. Turns out his girlfriend wrote, wrote him a letter saying that uh, he's found out that she's been he's been cheating on her, right? Oh, shit. And it and he wants to leave the show. Cause he he, no, he wants to make a phone call. And Dana and the producers, they're assholes. They knew what they were doing, because they chose to give him the letter. Do you know right. what I mean? And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just they really could have not them. given it to us. They could have not given it. We didn't get letters, but this letter right. was a good one. Do you know what I mean? So the producers were like. <laughs> and yeah, they job. read it. <laughs> fucking right they read it they must have done so they're like yeah 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 we'll give him this letter and he's like i gotta i, I gotta make a phone call i gotta make a phone call and let her know and uh, so he calls a meeting with dana and the whole thing's on the show and they're like can i make a call and there's like no chance and he's like dana i've got to make a phone call and dana's like well you don't think that everyone else here wants to make a phone call and he's like yeah but my chick thinks i've cheated on it i've got to give her a phone call and he's like well you're on the ultimate fighter how badly do you want this? You don't really, You can make a phone call, but you're leaving the show. Or you stay and you fight. And at the end of the show, you get to go back. And he goes, well, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. And then he goes, really? That, that's your choice? You're going to walk off this show? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave. And uh, it's not really that funny. But he just said, what was the funniest thing? It was just one story that popped in my head. He did leave. And he fucking left the show. He left. And you know what? Fair play to him because I saw, I don't know how, I stumbled across something on social media. He's still with that chick today. today. They're still together. Still it's to this day. A, apparently so, from from what I heard. I think Kendall Grove might have told me or something. Yeah. So so he, he did go back, he saved the relationship, and they're still together to this day. So well done, yeah, no. Not, enough, in the
3: UFC.
1: not in the UFC, <laughs> homeless. I wasn't gonna trade. pop to piss in. I don't made he, that
3: trade.
1: He, he was world champion material. I was like, thank God. He, he was some of my main competition. I'm like, yeah, bro, you come probably
3: on. better go. I'm you like, better go, bro.
1: If it's the love of your life, bro, she's the one. She's the one. You got to go.
3: Come on. I can't let this one go, man. There's a lot of fish in the sea, but this one's the most important. He was massive for the weight class. I'm like, bro, bro,
1: if she's the one, she's the one. You got to follow your heart. Go on, go on. I'm packing these bags. Get out the fucking door.
3: Go on. <laughs> uh, what was your question, oh, Anthony? Uh, who would I want as a coach? I think was the question. You know, I, uh, this one's probably a weird one, but I really, I tried out for season 11, I believe. Um, I don't even remember who the coaches ended up being season 11, but um, I I really wanted to have like, when I watched Chael coach, he just seems like a good motivator and coach. And back then that's what I really wanted. I remember I sent Chael a uh, Twitter message in like 2013 and the Twitter, (laughs) this is so lame. The Twitter message said something about like, I was getting ready to make my UFC debut and would love the opportunity to like train with him or something because I was watching him at the time coach the ultimate fighter and he responded like right away. I remember being so shocked that he, that he responded to me, but um, that's probably what I would have chosen then. Now I would, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know who some of the coaches we've had.
2: So season 11 was Chuck versus Tito. (laughs) If you got in that season, which coach would you have wanted to get? Oh,
3: Chuck Liddell, probably.
1: Tito, I, Tito was my coach, and I gotta say, I gotta tell you what, Tito was an awesome coach. I learned a lot. I really, really did. He, look, he still we, has me
3: blocked on Twitter.
1: Who does Tito?
3: Tito. I don't even know why it bothers me though. Oh, there we go. See, look, look, hold on. There's one. What's the date here? Those, these are the ones that
1: Rebecca got.
3: Those expired
1: ones they're not expired <laughs> i was gonna i
2: almost accidentally sent you one of those ones but then i didn't want you to be like you sent me the hottest one so so these ones are hotter are they i'm not sure
3: yeah, we i don't know which one's hotter i'm not
1: being a bitch we got, no we, you, we could
3: eat the whole chip or we just eat taking I got a chips bite chips galore chip. no you, gotta eat, you gotta eat the whole thing and chew it dude my i've watched i've watched people do it my wife's done it twice and like they only took a bite of the chip. Nah, we gotta just put it, put
2: it, no. you got a big mouth. We, just,
3: yeah, right. and
2: fucking chew it up. You're good to go. We well, we, okay, we'll chip,
3: do, bro. we'll eat the whole chip. But then the next time Swing we have to chips. start the episode yeah. by, I gotta eat a mushroom. To see how long we can make it before we have to end the show, I'll eat mushrooms. What you mean, like a magic mushroom?
1: (laughs) Sure, hold on a minute. This is not the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay, (laughs) I'm not getting out of my mind. High as I don't do mushrooms, I don't either. I've never done it. I was gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it live on a podcast. Did I be tripping my balls off? It would be funny though.
3: (laughs) I've never done it either, but I just think it would be I bet we make it 35 minutes.
1: We will do this when I get back from Australia, just showing you the chips, just to let you know that you know I'm not being a little bitch. Uh what else we got? We got another question.
3: We do,
2: we got two more. Uh, this one is from Matt Turner, and he wanted to warn everybody before he came on that he was a real ginger. Oh dear. Yes, the BYM boys. My name's Matt so i'm calling from a little town called mold in north wales not too far from my house in uh, manchester the question i've got obviously i've just come out of the gym i'm a ginger With the announcement of mcgregor fighting again fighting against chandler my question to you boys is who is the best ginger ufc fighter ever a few options obviously you've got felder gay cheese my personal favorite mcgregor himself peace ping with your beard could you be a ginger uh yeah let us know good luck in your next fight anthony and uh, fuck you harrington
1: yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, favorite ginger? Not I, no, I, I'm going to take myself gingers. out of the running. I have a little bit of ginger if it gets long enough and the sun catches it a certain way. I'm sorry, my friend. I forget your name that sent the question in. Don't put us in the same boat, okay? You're full on ginger, right? It's an affliction. Deal with it. It's He's a but- shame. He's like a special kind
2: of translucent ginger, that dude.
1: He's that proper ginger that burns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he, he like, he's, he's like a vampire. The sun gets on him. He instantly starts to crisp and singe. You know? It's, ah. um, it's not Sam Alvey. No offense to Sam Alvey. never going to mention.
3: Um. No, he didn't get a mention. Who's another? Mark Bocek was a ginger, wasn't he? You remember him? I, think I do. He was.
1: smaller guy right like 155 yeah, or something was pretty
3: good was he redhead i'm gonna say gagey yeah the best is probably gagey probably
1: can't go wrong with gagey
3: you know i have a ginger daughter you do one of my ah, kids yeah my grandma brain. my grandma had fiery now now, hair. now you made me feel really bad <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean it's, a, it's an affliction we're working our way through it yes
1: yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> um, hey rebecca Come here, come here. What's the, there's a TV show in Eng, England. I think it's called the Catherine Tate Show. It's hilarious. Which is that show in England? Come here, come here. Which is that show where they have the ginger and it's a real problem? Is it the Catherine Tate Show? I don't know. Oh, never mind. No, <laughs> get out. <Useless. laughs> She's you as shit. She's like, ah, oh. yes, yeah, she is. Are we packed up? Are we ready to go? Okay, good, good. I'm getting hungry as well. One more question, please, um, Brian. <laughs> his name? I couldn't, even, I couldn't <laughs> even remember his name. Yeah, we can't hear you, Brian. Yeah, you are talking to yourself there, Brian? As well. I am talking
2: to myself. One second, guys. Every I was just looking for uh, the the ginger girl from the the uh, Danielle talking about. Yeah. Oh, oh I think Danielle I sent
0: it. Click on the. Click on the link in the chat. Yeah. Hold, oh. in, 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 hold on. I'll say
1: this though. I say this: red hair and a woman Boys, is the opposite effect. It's
2: I, like oh, it's I like a red hair. Oh, I like. Yeah, absolutely. No, a
1: red haired woman is beautiful, but a ginger guy. It's freckles. We,
2: speaking of, we happen to have another one coming up, but he didn't right. warn us. Right. Although he's not, he's not like translucent. No, this is well, Jeff well, yeah. from Australia. <laughs> yeah,
0: Which
1: I don't know. He, 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 he looks like... I don't know.
0: What's up, Jeff? Boys, been listening for a long time. Tucky from Australia. That's the best podcast I've ever listened to. Whittaker's my man. go. Cool. Oh. I've had a few. Misses won't be happy. Fire. But anyway, just want to know, Anthony, Michael, is there anyone in your division? Obviously, Anthony now,
1: Michael former. That you, you feared, you didn't want to fight. I know you wouldn't take a backward step, I get that. But is there anyone that you just thought, fuck me, I do not want to fight that guy. Anyway,
0: fair enough. I don't know what I'm saying. Brian, you're a fucking legend.
3: Woo! <laughs> I like this guy. I do too. He needs to send in more questions.
1: He, definitely more questions from that guy. Yeah. And for people that want to have your questions answered, take inspiration from him. Tucker was it Tucker? Tucky. Tucky. Jeff Tucky. Old Ken Tucky. Old um, Tucky. And he did the move. You know anyone hands you at barbecue tongs? Mm-hmm. You've always got to give a little, a little test. Always. Every time. Every time. There's always a little. Um have I don't think there was anyone that was scared, but there was some definitely some that you look at and you think. That'll be a tough fight.
3: Oh yeah. The, there's Without
1: a, question. Without question. Um
3: I've had a couple actually. That like in one of them I did have to fight. Uh do you remember Husamar Paula Harris?
1: Oh, Husamar Harris Yeah, he was at middleweight as well. Yeah, yeah no. They, middleweight. He, that's a good one because he was a son of a bitch, because he was He's the type of guy that would just rip your uh, your ligaments and your knee to yeah. pieces. And not
3: let go. Yeah. So that was yeah. I was one where I was like, ah, I just don't think I would. Not because I'm afraid of him. It's more that he's a loose cannon. Um, yeah. The other one was Hector Lombard. Th-
1: th- that's, a re- that's a really good one because, yeah, I kind of had that same. I was like, I didn't want to fight him. I knew he was 185. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not fighting that dickhead. This is one thing getting punched in the face, but if you get a heel hook and I tap and you still rip my leg off and I can't walk for six months and perhaps career over,
3: get fucked get fucked yeah that that guy really stood out to me when i was a middleweight hector lombard a little bit just like especially when he first came in he was just that guy's just a motherfucker you know he just hits hard super explosive he's strong as shit and i ended up fighting him you know and it was exactly how i thought it would be it's gonna suck for a while and you're gonna outlast him and you know probably get a finish
1: he, he he didn't like me. I'm surprised we didn't fight as well. We we nearly came to blows a few times. A few times out in Australia, he was chatting some shit. Uh, when I fought Rockhold the second time in the in mm-hmm. the lobby of the hotel, he was trying he was trying to fight me in the lobby of the hotel. I was just laughing. I wasn't even getting mad. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You yeah, know he was a saying? little bit loose Everyone's holding him back. He had about four of his guys that like, holding him back, and I'm like. <laughs>
3: I just trash talked like, him the whole training camp, too, because he made me he made me so nervous that I was just I just I just went hard in the paint on the steroid thing <laughs> the whole time.
1: Well, it's, a, it's in the uh, the intro to the show. You know my name yet?
3: Yeah, I just I, I mean, I let him have it. I just emotionally abused him the whole the whole lead up to the fight.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. It seems like a long, long time ago. I can't. Of course, there's people that I was like, "Shit, that guy'd be a tough fight." I'm trying to think of one name now. He mentioned Robert Whitaker. There, how good was Robert last week? Oh shit! Incredible. No, you came right
3: on at The end. No, I, I went back and listened to it. It was incredible. Yeah, was so no, good. Rob. We've had a couple he, really good guests. Like Michael Chandler was a it knocked it out of the park. Robert Whitaker is incredible. It just,
1: yeah then we've had some great guests recently thank you to all of them for coming yeah. on we've got Derek Brunson on deck it would have been today mm-hmm. but I'm leaving for the airport so didn't do it didn't do it' talking of to for the airport I' gotta wrap this one up guys uh because I gotta go to the airport um we'll be back on Thursday I will be in Australia
3: yeah maybe well I'm gonna be traveling to Bristol so we're gonna have oh to, you are we' have to get okay. creative with the timing but I think we can we'll make figure it clear. out we'll figure it out yeah. but in the
1: meantime you guys be well take care.
3: See you soon.